Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dreams Unlimited Travel Podcast. My name is John Magi, and I'll be your host this week. And in this episode, we're going to be answering your questions about a Universal Orlando Resort vacation. This is actually part four of a four-part series we've done all month on Universal Orlando. So thanks for joining us. Uh, I am joined at the table by our panel of experts, agent consultant for Dreams Unlimited Travel, Tracy Heinrichs. Hi, everyone. Agent Christy Bennett. Hello. Agent Allie Thomas-Reeves. Hi, everyone. i got to remember that last name. <laughs> Client Services Manager for Dreams Unlimited Travel, Kevin Close. Hi, everybody. And back in our production facility, we have our producer, Craig Williams. Hello. Excellent. Thank you guys for joining me. Uh, again, this is part four of our four-part series. These are the questions that our listeners and viewers have sent in. Uh, asking about a Universal Orlando Resort vacation. Um, we have a whole bunch. We're going to get through as many as possible. If we don't get to your question, I apologize in advance. We will save those for future shows or future episodes. But we're going to get through as many as we can. And I do appreciate you folks for sending them in. So thank you very much. So let's jump right in and get started with our first question. Universal... <laughs> Universal doesn't really seem small child friendly. Is this true? My husband and I would love to go to Universal Orlando, but we have a five-year-old who isn't tall enough to ride the big rides, and it doesn't seem fair to drag her to all the coasters we want to ride on. What do you guys think about this? Is it small child friendly? I think it's getting there. I think when I was taking my son, who's now 20, uh, it wasn't very at all. And I think more and more we're seeing more attractions where they're you know, just starting to appeal more to families, more of younger children. It's still true. I mean, coasters aren't going to happen. There's a lot of rides where height's an issue. Um, but you know, we took my niece when she was too short to ride the big roller coaster, Craig, Rip, Rock, Rip Ride Rocket. Rip Ride Rocket. But they gave her a really nice certificate so that when she was tall enough, she could go back and ride. So she did finally get to do it. So I think it's getting there. I think, you know, there's... There's a lot of things coming. Um, what do you guys think? You guys have younger kids than I do. Um, my daughter's 13. She's tall enough to ride everything, but we did go before she was, and she missed out on some of the big coasters, but there was enough with the interactive stores, the characters running around, the playgrounds, the family rides, that she loved it. And I, I really feel Universal is, is addressing that issue, and they're, so they're bringing it around. It's it's going to be great. Yeah, and I think, too, with the child swap areas, they're a lot more interactive than the Disney ones. So even if you do want to ride the coasters, you're not really just throwing your, your child and you know your husband on a bench to wait for you. They actually have things to do. Oh, remember when we did, we did a Universal Day, remember that? And some of us didn't ride one of the rides, and we waited... It was like a. It was one of the Harry Potter rides, and we waited in this room. But they were playing Harry Potter videos yes. the whole time, so right. it was quite a bit different than what Child Swap with Disney had been. I think that's. Definitely. I think that's the gist of their question. You know, they feel bad about taking the kid to the coasters that the parents want to ride on. So you know, I think you're just selfish parents <laughs> who want to do whatever you want to do, and you don't care about your kids. No, I think you touched on it, that the the swap areas are interactive, right. the queues are interactive. Um, also, no ride at any uh, theme park is that long. Right. Where, I mean, if your kid's getting bored in the 90 seconds that it takes to ride a ride, you know. Well, it's the wait time and everything, too, right? Yeah. So it's not just the, the, the ride the time, but the queues. Yeah, so, you know, being able to take them through the queue and, and doing the child swap at the end. So. And I think that's another important factor to have the express pass so the parents can quickly get on that ride and yeah. get off. But also remember, there's always a store. 
near every single attraction, <laughs> there is a store. And there's nothing kids love more than shopping for toys and, you know, different memorabilia. Absolutely. All right. Moving on to our next question. If you don't do coaster type of rides, do you need to stay at a hotel offering express pass? I think the biggest thing with this is time of year matters. It depends on when you're visiting. So if you're visiting over a holiday or during the summer when it's really busy, you're still going to wait in lines for rides that are not coasters. So the express pass is absolutely needed. If you're going in January and you're going to do just the kind of the smaller rides, you might not need to. Right. The, the express pass is good for some simulator type rides and things like that. So it's not just the high end coasters. I also think part of staying at the resort where you get the express pass, these are now deluxe resorts. Mm -hmm. So it depends on, are you going to have more resort time? We've talked about this on other shows. So depending on what your objective is as a family. So if you think, you know, because of, you know, you're not going to do a lot of these rides or the age of the kids, then are you spending more time at the resort? So now the resort you're staying in becomes important. So now you've got, you know, nicer pool, more amenities at the resort. So there's other reasons to look at why you would stay at that resort outside of just the express pass to to figure out value proximity mm-hmm. to the exactly. parks that's, a big, that's a big thing mm-hmm. it's like staying at a disney resort proximity to the where you want to go yeah yeah well I, I think it even goes uh step beyond all of that and it's then the nice part about the hotels that offer express is that it is unlimited so if you walk in the gates and you just want to buy a regular express pass you get every express attraction once and that's it so with the unlimited, let's say E.T. ends up being your favorite ride. You can just express that all day, every day um, that, that you're there for. So it it really it, it is a benefit in that way that um, it's not just that it is going to get you on a ride quicker. It can get you on a ride quicker unlimited amount of times. So that's the main benefit for it. So when you're buying the I just I just got my own question. <laughs> That I'm going to ask Greg. Um, so when you're buying an Express Pass at the park, are there different levels of Express Pass you can buy? Or There's two different types of Express. There's okay. the Unlimited Express, and then there is, um, there's just your Standard Express. Okay. Excellent. Even Tracy has questions. I do. Look at that. <laughs> and I've said this before in other shows. I am not a universal expert. We brought reinforcements yeah. this time uh, with Allie and Christy for that reason. Right. And so Excellent. we're all learning. All right. So our next question. Does Universal Orlando offer similar military or other discount, discounts like Walt Disney World does? What do you guys have to say about that? <laughs> the military rates at Universal are a lot different. They do vary. Um, right now, they have like a three night stay with a one park to park ticket, and you get a day free, um, valid through the end of this year. Into next year, um, I recently just called like three days ago to book for a military client, um, and they don't have any room discounts being offered for 2017 right now. But they do have tickets available. They have to purchase them at a base before they arrive. They're not available once they arrive. That's very much like Disney. Disney is if you want to buy the military disc, uh, discounted tickets, you have to go to the place at your military base and get them. But going back to the, the room offer you have now, is that every night or is that select nights and is that limited to number of rooms um, like it, Disney does? Yeah, I believe it's limited. Yeah. So you would have to call for availability. And one thing on the Disney military, um, you can actually buy Disney military tickets at the gate. Yes. You just show your proper military ID. And I believe now they're also allowing you to buy vouchers in advance that you activate at the gate. Mm-hmm. I'm not yeah, you can buy that. vouchers in advance and then you can link them to your My Disney Experience account okay. now. 
Um, and then you, you show your ID when yeah, you arrive. If you per- like with so. Disney, if you purchase them at the park, you have to pay taxes. If you purchase them at right. a base, you don't. I think you can also get them at Shades of Green yes, and not pay no taxes, taxes as well. Yes. So yeah. just a little bit different at Disney, I wanted to clarify. Excellent. What about other types of discounts? Is there such a thing as an annual pass holder discount at Universal? or? Yes, there's annual pass rates and then Florida resident rates. Um, and on occasion, they'll offer a promotion with a package where you get like a day free on your tickets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a recent one where you bought two days and got two days free. Yeah. Um, sometimes on the resorts, they do a discount called Stay More, Save More on the packages. Uh, I'm not sure if that's available in rooms or not, just room-only reservations. But I know on the packages, so the more nights you stay, the, the higher your discount rate is. So there's usually something available at Universal, depending on season and availability and again i think it's important you book through dreams unlimited travel we will look for all those discounts for you just let us know you know super important when you go to our forum just give a little note that says i'm military i'm an annual pass holder for universal and we will go through and we'll make sure you get the best discount that's available the best rate that's available and continue to look for you so if it's not available for 2017 yet as ali mentioned she will keep looking for our clients so that's one of the benefits that we offer. All right, moving on to our next question. How does transportation work from the airport to Universal Resort hotels? Good question. People staying at Disney are used to Disney's Magical Express. What do they do if they're going right from a hotel, right from uh, OIA to Universal? For Universal, you do have to pay for this. It is not complimentary. It's $35 per person round trip from the airport to your Universal Resort, and they're done by 12-person I guess, vans, I guess. Yeah, it's yeah. a shuttle van. Yeah, they're, they're actually very, very nice. They're all brand new. Um, I got to see a bunch of people dropped off. But they're, it's kind of a, more of an intimate transfer. I think I prefer it much than a huge oh, bus. Than the yeah. giant, yeah, but it, it's um, yeah, Right. And if you're arriving in the airport from 7 a.m. to 8.30 p.m., you, do, you go downstairs just like you would for Magical Express. They do have a desk set up there. If you're arriving prior to 7 or after 8.30, you just have to make sure that you let us know so we can let Universal know, and they give you separate instructions. There's also uh, taxis. You can take a taxi from the airport. You can arrange for private transportation. Mm-hmm. Um, companies that we deal with, FL Tours and other companies, will offer private transportation. So you're not tied into this no. universal one. But I just think it's the best, most economic one. Yes. It depends on how many people. I was just going to say yeah. it depends on how many people you've got going. See, I just think it's me. <laughs> I just count myself. So Because you often go to the often, parks yeah. all by yourself. I do. <laughs> I ride buses by myself. <laughs> but a family of four spending $35 round trip, it might be worth looking at other options. Getting a well. private transportation. Yeah. Everything. Excellent. And I assume the reverse is true, right? You can get transportation back just as easily. You don't have to go. Yeah, they pick you up right at the front of the resort. Yeah. Right. $35 round trip. I round trip. one way price. The one way price is $20 each way. So they're giving you a $5 discount for a round trip. Excellent. All right. Next question. How does transportation work from the hotels to the theme parks? Um, We went into this quite a bit during our resort show. We talked about each resort individually, but I think it's a great opportunity to sort of sum those up. Who wants to go first? Go ahead, Allie. Um, If you're staying at Sapphire Falls or Portofino, Royal Pacific, Hard Rock, you have the boat option, which is my favorite option. You jump on the boat. It's really fast. You don't share a boat with the other hotels, so you don't make multiple stops. And that'll drop you off at City Walk. And then from City Walk, you walk over to the parks. You can also walk from all of the resorts. 
Um, so if you want to just, you know, take a little stroll, it's actually really nice. Um, mm-hmm. I do it often. And then from Cabana Bay, you can walk, which it's a long walk from Cabana <laughs> Bay, or you can take the bus and that'll drop you off outside of um, the city walk parking area. You'll take the escalator up, go through security and then walk over. I think the Cabana Bay buses are cool. They really did a great job theming those for the yeah, resort. They are cool. So you're not just getting on a regular bus and going to a resort, so that's really neat. They, How- sorry. They also offer bus transportation from all of the resorts to the theme parks uh, for anyone who will need them, but they are not heavily advertised at all, and the, the location of pickups are sometimes a little bit wonky on where you actually find them, but it is an option, too. The boats are the best bet. Yeah. How quickly do they run? Are they fast oh my behind each yeah. other? Like Every you 20 don't minutes, wait. 15, I mean, 20 minutes, depending. But I've also noticed that they seem to, I'm guessing there's some kind of an on-demand system. Because I noticed mm-hmm. that we've been there where one boat has filled and right after the second one is coming. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm not I think sure they're exactly really, how they monitor. Really good. And at like park closing times, I mean, they just have them lined up and waiting to mm-hmm. take you That's back. Great. So it's really nice. And when you're taking the bus to and from Cabana Bay, there is a walk like where it lets you off. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a walk. So, you know, you have somebody with mobility issues, which is kind of something that we were dealing with this year. We've, I've become more aware of some of these things. And... You know, the, you think I'm going to rent a, a wheelchair when I get to the park. You've kind of got some walking before you get to that point where you can rent something. So um, it's it's a bit of a hike. They do have wheelchair rentals available at the hub, though, right there where the bus. You'll come up the escalator, and then there are wheelchairs available to rent right there as well as ECBs uh, when when right. they have them. I was going to say because Sorry. twice we've tried, yeah. and they were sold out. We told yes. we were told we had to go farther. Wow. So I think. And I think it's not that they don't want to have them there. I think it's a space issue. You have, you have to get there early sure. if you really yeah. want to secure one yeah. there. Also, the, these resorts are large. They very And for large. someone with mobility issues, having a scooter or wheelchair at your resort would definitely benefit you. And you can do that through outside vendors. You guys can hook that and them up with yeah. yes. something delivered directly to the resort. so that And that's much cheaper than renting them every day at a park. Right. Plus, sure. you have access to it while you're staying in the resort. I mean, a wheelchair that you rent for the park stays at the park. Right. You can't take that to the resort with you or rent it for the length of your stay. True. All right. Moving on. How does the security at Universal compare to Disney, specifically at the theme parks and at City Walk and resorts? Uh, I think this is a fair question. Because of the layout of Universal, it feels very different. You walk yes. through City Walk before you actually get to uh, a theme park or even a resort, or you come from the resorts directly to a theme park. So what do you guys think about security? And I think they're asking more in the in lines of, do you feel safe? Do you yes. feel like there's enough security? I actually feel a little bit safer at Universal than at Disney. Um, you yeah. actually have to go through security to get to through City Walk. Mm-hmm. So there's nowhere. I mean, if you're leaving a resort and you're getting on the boat, they do your security check before you get on the boat. If you're walking, um, every secure like every pathway will have security at the end of the pathway to check you before you enter into City Walk. So everybody has to clear security before City Walk, and you all go through a metal detector. Yes. So there's also security at the entrance of the theme parks as well. No, you clear you it before. Clear it before you get to before, the theme parks. Yes, and everybody has to do that. So even if you're just going to go to the movies or go to dinner at City Walk, you're going through security. 
Excellent. And the security has been vastly upgraded because besides just the metal detectors um, that everyone has to go through, unlike Disney where it's random, you may or may not, they also now, in the especially in the City Walk Hub, they have uh, actually bag metal detectors as well, too. So they no longer do a bag check. You actually push oh. your bag through a separate metal detector. And they look at it that way. Um, and it's really helped to expedite their entire process because now they're not rooting around in the bags forever like at other theme parks. You find it – you think it's faster? I, I think Disney? it's I think it's faster and it's much safer because wow. um, if they do notice anything out of the ordinary, then they have extra security on standby to be able to take the bag like at the airport and pull it and – go through it uh, if and that they hold have up to. the entire line exactly and, okay. yeah I would imagine if you made everyone go through a metal detector and every bag go through a metal detector it would feel slower nope much faster wow good to know it also helps because then no one feels singled out yes mm-hmm. yeah that is true all right next up uh, can you just show up at Universal and have a great vacation or do you need to plan extensively like you do for Disney I think this is a really, really important question. I think we have Uber planners who watch our show and, and watch the various shows that we put on. And uh, also our clients are Uber planners. They want to know, you know, um, ADRs in advance and they want right. fast passes in advance. So what do you think about Universal? Can I just show up and have a good time? Absolutely. Wow. 110%. I, my clients... Uh, that are transitioning from Disney to Universal will email me. Okay, now what do I do? Uh, nothing. There's really there's really no planning. Any restaurant, you can pretty much walk up in maybe a 20-minute wait, maybe. There's really no fast passes, especially if you have that express pass. You just go where you want. It's absolutely fantastic. The only thing you may want to schedule ahead of time is like a character breakfast or the luau, something along those lines. But as far as the city walk restaurants, you just show up and go. Show up and go. I think there's the, there is the uh, Harry Potter stuff. And that always seems to be a long wait and seems to be a little bit more of a backup. Um, do you think there's a plan for doing those? Do you do those first to yes. be in the park? You yes. sort of run back there? As soon as as soon as the park opens, you head straight back to the Harry Potter attractions, and then you're done. And if you're staying at a resort, you might have that hour early entry into Harry Potter. Yes. So you can get in there before it opens to everybody else, and you can be done with Harry Potter ultimately. Right. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people do that. Yes. And then even go back to their resorts yeah. And sort of have breakfast or relax during the day. Yeah. So while we don't want to imply there's not discussions and plans to be made between you and your agent before you go, because certainly you want to talk about stuff like that. You know, yes. how to use Harry Potter. Your agent can help you with how to maximize your time. But as far as having to book fast passes at 60 days and dining at 180 days, that doesn't have to happen here. Craig, are the, the Harry Potter rides, are they still the most popular in the park? Or is other things now getting to be more popular or as popular? No, uh, it. Arguably, The Wizarding World of Harry Potter is still the most popular, um, but it also depends on what type of day you go on. Um, you know, there's there's been days where those will be slow, and the Hulk, Ride Rocket, Dragon Challenge, which is in The Wizarding World, the, the, the thrill rides will actually be more popular than... Gringotts or Forbidden Journey. Uh, it just depends on who the crowds are. And then also, it just if they all hit the same stuff at the same time, it's going to cause longer lines at those. So it's all very up in the air, but you can always guarantee that Potter is going to be slammed. Um, is Universal like Disney in that the new things 
get a lot of attention, like Kong, the new Kong ride? Is that one of those places where, oh my God, it's new, so you should avoid that in the first few months? I not on the same level. Um, I because with Disney, it, uh, it is almost like, oh, it's it's so new, it's so popular, you need to avoid it. But with Universal, I feel like the mentality is it's new, it's popular. Why are you not running to it to see it right away? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know that caused Kong when it opened up this past summer. It caused a lot of long wait times, especially while the ride wasn't really functioning properly yet. So a lot of down times. Um, but yeah, they their their new rides usually generally get hit hard for a while and uh, then start to peter out. With the exception of right. the Wizarding World, which is always busy all the time. Yep. Excellent. All right. Moving on. Uh, I love the music slash performers at Disney, such as an Animal Kingdom and Epcot that perform throughout the day. How does Universal compare? Um, I think we want to talk not only about what types of entertainment there is, but also what is their skill level? What do you guys think? (laughs) Gotta be honest. Um, Universal does a parade. Um the characters in the parade are it's it's funny um it's hop hop i've never seen this movie the parade went by my daughter's like i don't even know what that is mm-hmm. and then there comes dora and spongebob and um so, their parade could use some help yeah whenever we talk about uh universal not having a lot of stuff for for children um in terms of attractions the parade is completely different uh it's it features SpongeBob, Hop, Despicable Me, um, Dora, as you said. So it is very toddler-driven. Um, but yeah, I, <laughs> the parade's the parade. Yes. Well, you know, you're talking about different intellectual property yes. at Universal versus Disney, and you're talking about them getting in those new characters. So I think you have to sort of take that into consideration. Um, why they don't do you know, Shrek and all the standard folks on a parade. I don't know. I mean, it seems like they would want to bring those guys out over and over again. But maybe it's just a new thing they want to show off. It, it could be. Um, I, I think that there's standard characters walking around the parks. I think they do that very well. The Simpsons are walking around. When you are when you are in the superhero area, they, do, they arrive by four-wheelers, and they all jump off in the middle of the road, and it's a big production. Um, the Green Goblin, is that his name? The one that runs around and scares people yeah. in the stores? Yeah. It's terrifying. But he runs <laughs> in, and he just he scares people in the middle of stores, and you all of a sudden hear screaming, and it's the Green Goblin. And I think on that aspect, Universal does a great job. I think they do a wonderful job of pop-up characters throughout the park. What yeah. about like things that are maybe musical numbers or people coming out? I know they used to do, I'm going to date myself here, they used to do the Ghostbusters. Do they still do Ghostbusters? No, the the Ghostbusters show has been gone for a long, like six long, years, long probably, time. Right, yeah. A little bit more than that. Um, I will, I'll say I think in some instances the performers at Universal and the shows are better than what you'll find at Disney. Uh, Celestina Warbeck inside Diagon Alley is probably the best theme park performer I've seen in Orlando at all. Um, she comes out and does a three-song set with some backup singers, and it's the the person they get to play her is just out-of-this-world fantastic. On that same stage, they also do, um, they do the... 
the puppet shows with the tale of the three brothers. I mean, it's think it's the same designer that made all the puppets for like Nemo and stuff over at Animal Kingdom, but a much smaller, more intimate venue that it's held in uh, since it's not a giant theater. So you really get to see the details on the puppets. You get to see them perform up close. Uh, it's it's absolutely incredible. And then you can't ignore stuff like the Blues Brothers show, which although the Blues Brothers is, is a dated property, <laughs> they still find the best singers that they can to go up and perform. And, I mean, they, they go for it 100% all the time. I... It, Anytime I pass by, I always see probably a crowd of 100 or so that just, as soon as they hear the music, they stop and they go over and listen. And, we love that show. Yeah. We still see it. And I've all these years, from the very first time I went, um, they were performing that show. And so it's still there. So obviously people are still mm-hmm. watching, unlike mm-hmm. the Ghostbusters, maybe. <laughs> unlike that. That's what I meant. Blues Brothers. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so comparing music, comparing to talent to talent, you think Universal's better than Disney? I think it depends on what the product is, don't you? Like, I yeah. think it's, it's Universal or Disney is an entertainment company, you know, so it might not be a fair comparison necessarily. I don't know. But like with the with the parade and with, you know, uh, the Disney shows that they're putting on, yeah. I think these are, are top notch. But I think Universal, when you're talking about these performers that Craig was talking about and the way that they do that interactive character experience in the different lands, I think that may be at a different level. Yeah. I would say if you're comparing, uh, like, the musical performers in Epcot, like the band in UK versus going to watch someone like Celestina, Celestina, hands down, much better. Um, But, you know, also, it's really hard to judge who has the better uh, African drum band, Universal or... Disney because Universal doesn't have the same type of creative because they don't bring in those different backgrounds and and nations to be represented whereas uh, Disney finds the more unique types of entertainment that you really can't find anywhere else so excellent all right all right so moving on uh, any tips on making Universal more affordable Uh, comparing to Disney uh, they have special discounts like on programs like Tables in Wonderland, Disney Visa, or annual pass holders. Um, we talked about annual pass holder rates, but is there anything along the lines of a discount like Tables in Wonderland at Universal? Not that I'm aware of. Um, with the AP, you do get some dining discounts and some merchandise discounts in addition to just room discounts, and so that helps. Um, one thing I had mentioned um, on a previous show is the quick service dining plan. That can save you money. Even if you're just going for the day, you can purchase it at the park that day. Um, so that makes it a little... And I think it's just a little bit more affordable than Disney in general. I mean, if you're looking at their premier hotels compared to a deluxe hotel at Disney, it's going to price a lot lower for you. Uh, anything like Disney Visa? But, you know, Disney, if you use the Disney Visa card, you get a discount. Are they affiliated with any... American, American Express. Express. Right. Yeah. Do you and know what that discount is? Do we know what that is? I, I don't. I believe. I know you get a merchandise discount with it, but I'm not sure if you have to spend a certain amount. I think it might be kind of like the Disney is. If you spend over fifty dollars, there's a slight discount. 10%. But 10%. I never spend that much money on merch and stuff <laughs> at Universal. So, is it um, is it prominent? Are they telling you about it, or is this one of those things you have to know? Like sometimes with Disney, it's like, oh yeah, by the way, I have this thing. Especially here in, in uh, Orlando, you have to tell them what you have, and you have to know what the discount is. Do they know that in advance? I know say, in the main stores, like there is a sign, like when you're checking out, if you sign. use your American Express, 
It's small. There is. And sometimes American Express cardholders will tell us, hey, I'm an American Express cardholder. What kind of specials does Universal have? So Universal, throughout the year, will team up with American Express. I know last year they did the American Express Lounge, and you could stop by, and it was kind of like what Disney does with a free drink and get get some little coupons, little 10% discounts. Yeah. Excellent. I think it's – sorry, Craig. I think it's harder – with Universal because we talked about this before where everything is kind of indi- like Lowe's owns the hotels Universal has the parks there's independent restaurants in there so I think it's a little bit harder for them to have a mass across the board discount yeah. like what Disney can do right and that's where the issue comes in with a lot of their restaurants especially at City Walk um, they're owned by outside companies so they might not have an annual pass holder discount because they're completely managed and run by someone else so uh, the best thing especially if you have an annual pass just ask everywhere the worst they can say is no right um, you don't take might it save some money yeah um i was gonna say that I and mean, i forgot exactly what i was going to say that is awful talk amongst yourselves for a while <laughs> while i think about what i was going to say i think part of the problem is we want to compare everything or not we but people in general want to compare everything to disney is there this tables in wonderland at universal is there this at universal but i think if you i don't know how to say this properly if you function in your normal lives and you're able to understand that things are different ask about what's available to you because you never really know you know, you don't want to just go and assume that, well, it's not like Disney, there's not Tables in Wonderland. I can't get... What are you laughing at? I can't so get... sentence made no sense. In yes, it did. It made perfect sense in my head. <laughs> was, Kevin and I made eyes. He's like, is he all right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what like, did he just say? Like, you can function in your real life, assume that things are different. Right. If you go to a store in your real life, you don't assume that Macy's is the same as Target. You understand that they're different stores and they have different programs. And, and there are different price levels. Universal right. is a theme park. Disney's a theme park. They don't operate the same way. Shut up. <laughs> so you two talk amongst yourselves. We're interested. No, I is thought, this the nutshell I just found? Is this no, what we're saying? Yeah. Mine was much more eloquent than that. But I think in general what we're saying is that, and I think what it is, people look for, Disney's what they know. We know a lot of our clients mm. are coming from Disney. So Disney's what they know. So they kind of want us to put it in in Disney terms. Speak. Right. They want to put it in terms that they're used to. Well, Disney's so. also beating you up. You have to know six months in advance where you want to eat and what you want to ride and things like that. The sooner you book, the better off you are. Well, that doesn't always translate to other theme parks. It doesn't even translate to Disneyland most of the time. It's Walt Disney World is sort of the the big 400-pound gorilla in the room, and they set the rules. Other places don't have those same rules or those same restrictions. You don't need to know six months in advance where you want to eat. Correct. And I think people go into this assuming because they've been so indoctrinated and conditioned by Disney that every place works that way. Universal doesn't. You don't have to know six months in advance where you're going to eat at SeaWorld. So it's a little little less restrictive. Excellent. I said it better. (laughs) All right. We're going to do one more question because I'm tired of them making side eyes at me. (sighs) This is very stressful. Uh, Finally. things happen to good sentences. They did. How is Universal Orlando's overall customer service? We talked about this in a previous show. Um, I personally thought, think that Universal has raised the bar for sure in their customer service. There was a time when it wasn't necessarily true. You kind of felt like people were just there to 
get you in and out, and that was the end of it. Now it really feels like they've really upped their game when it comes to their customer service. What do you guys think? Um, well, we just recently stayed at Sapphire Falls, and we did have, well, my husband had a customer service issue. He went into the brand-new gym, and they didn't have a piece of equipment that he thought this gym should have for being brand-new. So he spoke with customer service up at the front desk, and they actually had a customer service manager escort him back down to the gym, explain to him what it was he was missing, and the, the manager said, okay, we're going to work on that. In an hour and a half, he called our cell phone and said, we have that piece of equipment. In wow. the gym for you now. <laughs> was it like towels? What was it? Um, it was a flat workout bench. Was so it you snacks can... for when you're done working out? <laughs> no, it was a flat bench for doing bench presses. <laughs> I don't know. Working dots machine by the exit. Yeah. <laughs> Explain workout equipment yeah, to us. I hear your really words, know. but I don't know when they Just mean. Just look at this side of the table. <laughs> Compare it to a buffet. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's wonderful. That they... It was the fork. <laughs> no, right, right. It's the fork. Oh, good. I understand that. I the idea of that is right. really cool. Though. I, really it cool. blew us away. It, yeah. I mean, my cell phone's ringing. I'm like, oh, who's calling me from the hotel what i do and they had it and we were set so it was it was they went above and beyond i think the resort customer service is really good i think the only disconnect is the resorts are um, owned by someone else so if you're at the resort and you have a theme park complaint they'll listen to you but there's nothing they can do they'll give you a card that says contact theme park guest services and that's the same with city walk guest services i used to work there um, and, you know, you're leaving for the day and you had an issue in the park and you see guest services. So you walk up and you tell me your entire complaint. My answer is here's a card to contact theme park guest mm-hmm. services. So there's a little disconnect. You think they would benefit from putting somebody from theme parks at Absolutely. those yes. guest service locations? They very much would because it was a constant complaint to us. And we can listen to you, but we can't do anything. Right. So. Teresa, I know you had a customer service issue when you first got there with getting to your room. Yeah, we had a couple issues at Cabana Bay this this time, and this was our third or fourth stay. So we've stayed there several times without issue, but this time we did. We had some mobility issues. We, they were working on one of the parking lots, um, so there was parking issues. There was valet issues. There was a lot of issues, and so everywhere along the way, the team member they're called right, Craig, mm-hmm. the team member that I spoke to went above and beyond and helped me with my issue at that time and took care of that issue. I think there was a larger problem that was happening there that was above the level of the people that are face-to-face with me and Mm -hmm. with with clients. But everybody there went above and beyond to do what they could as the person in front of the guest, the front of the house person. And so I think at some level, um, and these were all resort issues, so I'm guessing Lowe's has empowered their frontline team members to, to take you know, kind of take charge almost in right. customer service issues. So we were we were impressed with how our issues were dealt with. We weren't impressed we had issues, and that was a <laughs> larger conversation right. to have with different people. Um, well, mistakes are going to happen and absolutely. problems are going to occur, especially when you're looking at resorts that are under construction and, or um, large crowds for some reason, right. large crowds unusual. What about theme park customer service? What do you think about the frontline team members who are there working rides and I think the certificate that Tracy referred to with Rip Ride Rocket is the most amazing thing I've ever heard you know if you have a child that was dead set on riding it and they're just too short the fact that they give this child something that when they do reach that height they can come back that's amazing. Instead of just turning them away and saying sorry. Yeah. And having the My niece held on to that thing for like three years before she was finally tall enough. <laughs> I think Tracy took it from her. 
I'm using this. Yeah. I'm not. I'm still not tall enough. Well, is, really, is, is it like a front of the line thing? Come back later. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I, yeah. That's just great. So when yeah. you get to come back the next time, you don't have to wait. With I also with the think masses. it's great that they've put that much thought into it. You yeah. know that that it's already in position. That that's not a recovery thing. Right. That's standard operating procedure. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I think the fact that they're reaching out to people that have smaller children and they're addressing some of the shortcomings that maybe Disney falls short. When you check in at Disney, you cannot get, you don't have a little set of amenities for your baby. You don't have baby shampoo and baby lotion. The Lowe's hotels bring those to you. You just call down to the front desk and say, I need a whole Johnson & Johnson's kit. It's wonderful. One thing that Lowe's hotels has above Disney is that they're pet friendly. They are pet friendly, which that's wonderful. There's not a Disney resort that's pet friendly. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. if you're traveling with your pet. Now, there are restrictions. You cannot bring your chimpanzee or your boa constrictor. You still have to fall within certain parameters. But they do have um, right pet friendly rooms. I think it's a product of having the hotel company run the hotels. You know, the hotel company is very good at this. They've been doing this, and this is their focus. And so in some ways, we talk about Universal being kind of disconnected between the theme parks, City Walk, the resorts. While there's some negatives to that, I think there's some positives. So there's different departments doing what they do best. I think that's true with the restaurants also. Yeah. The restaurants are individually owned and operated. Mm -hmm. You talked about, um, you you know, Disney being an entertainment company versus Universal. This is the the other side of that, where Disney's an entertainment company and they're not they're an entertainment company that has hotel rooms, right. and they're trying to fit that model into there. So, yeah. if you let the hotel side run it, who should have the more experience, it should be better. Well, I also think that Disney has kind of set up their world so that they can try to eliminate any problem in advance by having attractions that almost anyone can ever experience and you know being very and sometimes bland with restaurant choices just to appease the most amount of people whereas universal i think they have over time they've taken another stance of you know we're not going to be perfect for everyone but we'll try to make it as best as we can if you do have a problem with it in whatever way so if it's you know um if it is a kid who's not tall enough to ride a ride they'll go ahead and try to give out the height certificate if it's um if you know i've seen lots of it if it's someone who is doesn't fit the right body dimensions for an attraction but they know they'll fit on another one they'll send them that way why did he look at me when he said that i i was actually staring at the lights um if you (laughs) don't make eye contact with the three of them on that side of the table like i don't i can't tell you the amount of butter beers that i would give away whenever i was working there just sometimes people don't people didn't the people who didn't fit fit in the rides you gave them butter beer you know how many candies i gave to fat people because they couldn't get on rides no it's not even sounded like some some people who maybe they didn't know how long a wait was or the wait time changed after they got in line and went up drastically come out of a ride screaming freaking out you would you wouldn't believe how much a five dollar butter beer can just change their day and so that goes back to empowering like i was saying i really um I really like when a company empowers the frontline cast because the frontline cast are team members. These are the people face-to-face with the guest. These are the people who are getting yelled at. These are the people who have to deal with the decisions and the policies that are made much higher than their you know, than their right, position. Grade, yeah. yeah. So I really like... I, I 
don't want to compare the two because Disney's also very good at that. Disney's recovery system, guest recovery, mm-hmm. is really, really well done. So I'm glad to see other people doing it, but I don't want to make it sound like one is better than the other. I think they both do a really good job. Oh, completely think, agree. And I think the idea is that they've Universal's gotten better. Do you also think that there's an expectation level with Disney versus other places where people think Disney should be perfect? I should have a magical time and it should be excellent. But if I go to Universal, it's okay if something goes wrong. I think that's why Mm -hmm. when there's a problem at Disney, it's such a huge issue. Right. People are expecting perfection. And they expect that Disney has very deep pockets. Right. So you're Disney. So, you know, this didn't go right for me. What are you going to give me? What are you going to do for me? Um, So I think sometimes the expectation is higher. Because and there's an expense Disney. too, you know. People say we hear it all the time. Do you know how much I paid for this vacation? Mm-hmm. You know, if you're going to charge more, people are going to expect a little more. But do you think people let Universal slide? Absolutely, absolutely. I think Universal is still fighting to get out of the the Six Flags stigma. I I have people that still compare them. Right. Oh, it's just going to be like Six Flags. No, it's not. Right. It's it's not like you know the County Carnival. It's you should expect good customer service when you go to Universal because Universal is stepping it up, and I think it's time that everyone realize that and appreciate right. what Universal's they are really doing. really grown into what can be defined as a theme park. Yes. These are, this is now, you know, really they've reached a pinnacle in all things theme park, in my opinion. And perhaps that's why we do or we are more surprised or commenting more on the things that Universal are doing because we weren't expecting it. Maybe you're right. Maybe people were, you know, you kind of give Universal a little bit if you don't expect them to be mm-hmm. Disney in that way. And then when they are, it's like, oh, wait, you're mm-hmm. really... I want to touch on the accessibility issue you talked about. Disney is known for its accessibility issue. We have a young a friend who is um, disabled and can come by train from... South Carolina, North Carolina, one of the Carolinas, and can go to a Disney resort on his own. Um, I'm not sure Universal is there yet. Uh, they're really good, but I think if you're comparing accessibility at Disney to any place else, yeah. every place else is going to slip just a little bit. Disney is Disney has nailed this down. I don't think Universal has that yet. And yeah, I would agree a thousand percent. We've we discovered that this year, as I said, and. Um, we always thought Disney did a good job, but honestly, I didn't know that they did that much of a better job than what everybody else was doing until I started to experience what everybody else was doing. You all know Skip. Skip has said that Disney World's the only place where he's really free. Yeah. And I think that's kind of an amazing thing. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Craig, did you have something you wanted to add to that? Um, it looked like you wanted to say something. Oh, I love that I thinking know. face. That's his thinking face. <laughs> oh, wow. Now I, uh, I thought that was his. I smell something bad face. Now I, I obviously defend Universal a lot uh, more than I will Disney at times. But I, I just know from my time at Universal, obviously like Disney, the number one thing you're always ingrained with is safety. Um, that's that's just it. Every every guest needs to be safe, um, and whoever was working there, cast member, team member, and then after that. The next thing that was shoved down our throats at Universal all the time was guest service. Every day you walk into a break room, you see your uh, you see your guest service satisfaction scores up on the wall, letting you know how you did this month compared to all of the other attractions against different departments. Um, it was just 
over and over and over again. Whenever I was in a authority position, that's the main thing that we had to say over and over again is we have, you know, we have our G serves coming up next month. We need to, we need to step it up a little bit on our guest service, make sure that we're going out of our way. Um, at Disney, I don't think I ever heard that a single, single time. And I know that, you know, I, I worked at a busy attraction. I worked at test track. We had a lot of people coming through on a daily basis. Um, not just cast members, but also also guests. So things were a little bit more hectic there. But I also worked at the busiest attraction at Universal, and that was a complete different. Everyone everyone mattered. Every team member mattered, and every guest mattered even more. So I that was just my experience. I know other people have had differently, but I think you said something. You know that that's happening on the back end with employees. I think that's excellent. You said something at the beginning about feeling that you have to defend Universal. I think Universal has um, gotten to the point where it doesn't need to be defended. It stands on its own. Well, we still have that diehard Disney fan yep. who believes that Universal, you know, should stop and just go away so that they can just go to Disney. I think people are, <laughs> and that is becoming rarer, though. Yes, absolutely. There's more of a crossover for sure, but there's still that Disney fan. You know that nothing is required, right? No. They want Universal to go away. <laughs> They're mean. All right. Um, that'll do it for our question and answer. Thank you very much, you guys, for helping me out and participating and helping me answer questions that I had no idea how to answer. So <laughs> thank goodness you were all here. Uh, thank you, everybody at home, for listening and watching. Uh, we hope you have a great week, and we hope you have a great vacation. <laughs>